1: no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
0: all
2: right ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show this is eric nam and today i am joined by a very very uh special friend of mine a good friend of mine his name is christopher better known as gallant <laughs> what's, what's up that, brother
3: chilling man how are good you to see you good to see you this is crazy this whole operation as well, I'm <laughs> well like,
2: welcome to dive studios yeah, We're glad just... to have you here um, just to start, shocked. do you want to just say hi to everybody
3: listening? And What's up, everybody? So briefly, yeah. What's up, everybody listening and everybody <laughs> watching? Uh, thrilled to be here.
2: All right.
3: Beautiful rainy day.
2: It is. It's a rainy day in Seoul.
3: Yeah. It's beautiful, actually, though.
2: Do you like it? How was it? Like, perfect weather, too. Was the weather, like, okay for the festival?
3: It was great. I looked oh, okay. up, and I knew that there was about to be at least one or two or three raindrops that uh-huh. fell, and they might have fallen, but the weather was perfect. It was okay. cloudy, overcast, so we got cool. through it. And uh, they saved all the rain for today.
2: All right. Well, at least it's not during the festival. Those are not always the most fun.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Um, But yeah, welcome back to Seoul. When's the last time you were in Seoul?
3: Oh, man. I think like last year. Okay. Like a year ago from from today. And I haven't played a festival here since 2017. Oh, so it's been a minute. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like every time I'm back, it feels like I'm home in a weird way. You know?
2: What is it it about it that kind of feels so comforting or homey to you?
3: I don't know. I think it's just the the people, I think. Mm. Because I don't I don't get the same vibe when I'm traveling most of the time. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, no offense, but like most European places. <laughs> yeah. Um so it just has that, that, that vibe that I'm used to. You know, it okay. just reminds me of the way that I grew up a little oh, bit. Oh, sweet.
2: Yeah. Well speaking of how you grew up, let's let's talk about it briefly. You grew up in Maryland yeah. for the most part.
3: Yeah, Columbia.
2: Columbia, Maryland. Um like most of your childhood? Or?
3: Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like straight suburbia, you know. So it's like you go, on a, you go to one path and then you come out somewhere that you didn't even know existed on the map. Uh-huh. And there's lots of trees, lots uh-huh. of woods, you know. Cul-de-sacs. Tons of cul-de-sacs.
2: Minivans. Tons of minivans. Soccer moms. Tons of soccer moms.
3: <laughs> it's like soccer momville.
2: Yes. No, but I completely uh, understand. Exactly. You painted a very clear picture for me of where you
3: grew up. <laughs> um, what did your parents do? Oh, my, uh, my dad's in real estate-ish, okay. like commercial real estate. Uh-huh. And then my mom uh, works for the Department of OPM, which is like a segment of the government that controls, like, you know. The, the big thing is, like, Medicare, like, healthcare oh, wow. and stuff. But, so, like, uh, the
2: important things.
3: I would say, yeah, definitely. But it's the opposite of music. Like, there's Completely nobody musical opposite. in my family at all. Like, I felt like, you know, the black sheep for sure. Really? But, uh, yeah, but they are always really supportive. They, like... They were just down to support the weird kid who, you know, was didn't talk to anybody and just, like, you know, made random shit on his laptop upstairs, you know, so.
2: Yeah, what were you like as a kid? So you were, I guess, introverted?
3: Or? Yeah, I mean, I was I was really quiet. Oh. Like, I feel like I was, a lot of people thought I was just, like, mute, basically. Like, I just never, <laughs> I didn't say a word. I was like, you know when you go to a barbecue yeah. and you, just, like, see the kid in the corner and he's just, just brooding, like, sitting there? Yeah, or, like, the horror <laughs> movie where, like, the kids like drawing. He's like, "Oh, look, mommy, look what I drew!" And it's like some crazy, <laughs> nightmarish thing, you know, like that. Just
2: black circles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, man. that was
3: that was my that was my brand when I was a kid. All right. But, uh, that, I
2: mean, that's cool. Yeah, that's I mean, cool. Uh, did you have any siblings? Or do you have any siblings?
3: Yeah, I have I a one younger brother. Okay. He goes to college in uh, Boston. Oh. He just moved to cool. LA. We're trying to like hang out more. Nice. You know, so, but um. But yeah, it was it was weird, man. It was you. You didn't have anybody musical in your family. No,
2: right? me. I mean, my parents like they they sing okay, like at church.
3: Right. They don't yeah, sing yeah. at
2: church. Like in they sing in the congregation, just like standing right. up. But um. But no, there was that nobody, separation
3: of like music as a hobby. Yeah. And then you do something else right. for your job. No, right?
2: Yeah, I got nobody.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got
2: nobody. So I'm right there. I know how that how that feels. But um, it's cool yeah. that your parents were supportive. And everything. So I guess they were very supportive when you decided to go to NYU. Yeah.
3: Um, it was kind of obligatory because it's like, all right, I'm going to go to college. Right? Uh-huh. But And I kind of cheated because I went to like an individualized thing where uh-huh. you can just like kind of do what you want. So there were people there that like majored in like puppies and majored in like, <laughs> you know, m- magician science. Like Harry or, Potter and stuff? Kind of. You know, that's okay. what the reputation had for, right. for the school particularly. And you what
2: know? drew you to that school? <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, you're going to do dark circles. The magician draw. science didn't okay. give it away? No, the dark the, stuff, yeah. <laughs> the, I don't know, man. I think it was just the fact that you could choose your own mm. destiny, you know? Because in high school, for my last two years, like, I did, like, independent study a lot, oh, you know? Okay. And it was, like, you got basically half of a day to just do whatever you wanted. So I was, like, writing reports on, like, just— topics that interested me at that point and the school was basically an extension of that you know at were NYU were you
2: pretty much in one of those super specialized schools where you could do whatever you want
3: yeah it was like you, it was open ended you could like That's piece so together cool. whatever yeah it was, was, ty- that,
2: was that awesome or like
3: it was cool I mean like the cause NYU is so big right uh. so it's like they have to kind of separate all the different areas of study mm. and so to be in like a like a an environment where your area of study is like No area of study, and it's up to you. It's like the ultimate freedom. So, what did you
2: decide to? What was your quote-unquote major? Oh, bro,
3: it was like uh, shoot, it was something crazy like notions of like notions of something in the music industry, and then like a footnote of like Japanese because I was taking Japanese. That's so very you. Yeah, it's like it doesn't really (laughs) exactly,
2: Um, but. That's awesome. why not, like, the Clive Davis program or something?
3: I mean, I got rejected there, actually. Uh, I, like, tried to—I applied. I sent them uh, a—like, I sent them, like, some music that I wrote. Mm -hmm. And they wanted me to be on the entrepreneurial side instead of the— on, like, the
2: musician side. Yeah. Okay. And it
3: was was funny because, like, at first, you know, it was tough to accept the fact that their criteria was, like, a little bit weird, what they were looking for, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, as things progressed, like, me and the staff became really close mm. at Clive Davis. And I ended up spending most of my my time at NYU at the Clive Davis Institute, you know. Okay. Um, but it definitely felt good to, like, go back there, you know, years later and then be like, hey, <laughs> I made it. good? And, you know, I did, like, a talk there with, like, Seal and, like, panels and stuff. Oh, so at this point, it's like a joke, you know, between us. But, um, yeah, they got a lot of great people out of that school, too.
2: They do. In- like, so many talented yeah. people out of that school.
3: Yeah. Like, so. incredible. I feel like they've all moved to L.A., too. Like, it's I feel like, like
2: that's, like, the general, like, m- way that things go. They, everybody kind of starts off in a big city. Exactly. And they're like, wait, all the music's been out of L.A.
3: Yeah. Like, they
2: all end up moving out there.
3: Plus, it's just comfortable. I mean, compared to New York, man, like, <laughs> it's like you can't even live in New York.
2: You're bang right? for the buck. Right For in real. LA, so much better than New York.
3: Yeah, and the quality of life. Yeah, like I like the thing that made me move was when, because I used to, and I've told people this before too, but like I used to eat like a bunch of like Oreo McFlurries, <laughs> like that's like my comfort food. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, and so I got one. I was having a really bad day in New yeah. York, like really bad. I got an Oreo McFlurry. I went to get on the the uh, four, five, six, yeah, uh, the train line, yeah, and then. The wind came up and it blew all the like, it was like cigarette ash, it no. was like dirt. And it like went no, in, like directly into the McFlurry. Oh,
2: that's devastating. And I was
3: like, I'm moving, bro. That's it. <laughs> like out of here, after bro. That. Yeah. That's like
2: rat feces. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and like, I didn't even think about the rat feces. Yo, shit. that's disgusting.
2: <laughs> Every time I walk into a New York City subway, I feel like I'm going to catch a disease. Just yeah. inhaling those scents—it's possible. Like, it's not—it's not natural, yo. It—it
3: it is. It's like—it's really—it's difficult. Very difficult. It's like poop or pee, yeah, and then everything in between. Sweat, sweat like, for sure. Yeah, it's really when you want a bit of blood.
2: Yeah, a little bit, tiny bit. When you want to test, really like take your immune system to the limit and, and check <laughs> how fit are you. You should just go onto the New York City subway.
3: That is very
2: true. You'll know within twenty-four hours if you're strong or not
3: very true I, that's, that being said it's a very efficient mode of transportation is, it is I will give when them it's, that
2: when it's functioning
3: <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's the other thing and I'm mad claustrophobic so like, oh, whenever the train would stop underneath like in the tunnels oh no dude bro no cell service yeah well I think Ooh. they fixed it now now I some think some places really oh, I was man.
2: just on it and I was like wait it stopped working oh but, god I don't know I have very mixed feelings about that that system especially when you live in like so, and Korea yeah, I was has gonna say. A clean, fast system. I don't know if you've been on really. That. I was yeah. I've never
3: actually been on the Dude, the subway system
2: compared to anywhere. I feel like it's very very efficient and clean. Really? Wow. Yeah. Huh. They got nice jingles. They got Wi-Fi. They got <laughs> air conditioning. It's great. The jingles, you mean, like when you land? It's yeah, like, or like when you get off at like. Oh, that's Welcome tight. to this station. Please get off the left. And you're like, oh, okay. This feels nice. That's tight. It's not bad.
3: It was a nice calming tone. Exactly. You know, it was, like, reassuring.
2: Exactly. Um, so you graduated at NYU in 2013. Yeah. And then you or, yeah. ended up moving out to L.A.
3: Yeah.
2: And yeah. was with that just, like, you being like, I'm going to try it?
3: Like, I don't know. It was. I don't even think I was thinking about that. I was, like, because um, in New York I was, I was making music with my homie. Uh-huh. Um, like, one of the only ones that would actually, like, that I was on the same page with, you okay. know, because a lot of people, I feel like, and no knock to Clive Davis either, but like a lot of those kids came from L.A. Uh-huh. And so I think they brought with them that kind of L.A. sensibility okay. and like mentality. Like I remember being at like this party and everybody was like singing different things back and forth to each other. It was like one of those like, it was like some scene from like some cheesy like team movie. I'm right? imagining you in Glee right now. <laughs> 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 it wasn't like that. It was like uh but not too, not too far off. Okay. Uh but it was but like I tried to do something and then they were just like nah. And I was like, "Damn, you guys are like a clique or something." Oh, really? And I was like, "All right, like let me remove myself from this." Um but yeah, I think it was me and my homie from Connecticut. Mm. We were just kind of making a bunch of things. Uh and I guess we just had, we just felt kind of like the outsiders to mm-hmm. that whole thing. Yeah. And so we actually had the idea to to just kind of move to L.A. as a way to just distance ourselves from mm. that, you know. Yeah. And so it was us and then a uh, homegirl that uh, worked at a company that I was interning at at the time. And we yeah. all just kind of moved out here. Um, she eventually moved back, but... It was just a way to have a change of scenery, you yeah, know. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. even thinking about. I was sleeping on a mattress in North Hollywood, you know, mm. so I wasn't even really thinking about, you know, making it or doing music as like a career. I just wanted to write cool stuff that I could put on the internet, uh-huh. maybe get picked up by a couple blogs, yeah. And then just, uh, I was just trying to get some excitement, but at the same time, get some like comfort, you know. Even right. if it's not a hundred percent familiarity, I just wanted to feel like I wasn't. Battling to be alive, you know? Like, New York felt like such a front to me. Yeah. It felt like so much work to just exist.
2: It is. It's an yeah. overwhelming place. It's it's like a eat or be eaten kind of... Exactly. You know, environment, I feel like.
3: But it was probably easier for you to... Because coming from Atlanta, I mean, that's...
2: I mean, here's my thing. Like, I've never, I've never spent a lot of time in New York. Like, I never lived there. But every time I'm there, I'm like, okay, either I could kill it here... Or I would get absolutely massacred. And I wouldn't know until I I actually moved there.
3: Is how I feel. I got you. Um,
2: Because Atlanta, too, like, I grew up in the suburbs, like, suburbia. Got you. That makes sense. Um, I guess the one thing that is different for me is, like, I traveled a lot doing different, like, internships or things on my own. So I I always felt, like, very, go get them. Like, very (laughs) (laughs) just independent about things. So, but I don't know. It's... I think about it to this day. It's like if I move back, if I move to New York, would I get killed? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but okay, so you go to LA. You're with some friends. You're just writing music, and then this happens.
3: Yeah, I mean the your internet, bro.
2: Thing, your internet and everything just kind of pops off.
3: Yeah, like can you was,
2: briefly walk us through that process? Like,
3: it was great, man. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> at that time, like I was. Deep in that whole, I don't even know what you call it, but it's like that whole blog oriented, uh, mindset, yeah. you know, like I was a kid of the blogs. Like right. I read all the blogs. That's how I got all my music. Uh-huh. You know, it was pre, basically pre Spotify right. in a way. Um, pre Apple music, pre everybody. Yeah. And, uh, it was like, if you wanted free music, you would get it from, you know, somebody posting a link on, you know, this song is com or. Right, you know I got soul or you know just some website that was like a curator for music that otherwise you'd have to go on iTunes and pay for it right, you know right. so it was like a double whammy of oh I get to be rewarded by something that's not the mixtape that everybody's talking about but it's still free and it's still exclusive mm. and it's subversive and alternative mm. and it's not mainstream you know right. so I, I think uh maybe just because I was such a kid of that time you know and i really wanted to make music that i didn't feel at that time anybody else was doing exactly the way that i heard it in my head you know and that spoke to me and what i was going through Mm -hmm. um especially like as a black kid who likes r&b music but didn't necessarily like the mainstream stuff yeah to the point where it would be the kind of music that i would make that would speak to me you know i just feel like it was a um it was a reassuring thing to see that same uh blog culture latch on to what I was making, uh-huh. you know, as somebody who appreciated everything that was coming out of that climate. So That's cool. I can't even I wish I had like a like a replay or something yeah. of exactly what happened cuz yeah. it's like blur it's like such a blur, bro. Like okay. I remember like sending a bunch of emails to all these blogs at like from like 3 to like 7 in the morning. And like doing like different fake names, pretending I was like my publicist, <laughs> pretending like I was already, and then just climbing uh-huh. that kind of ladder. So you're but then, like
2: pretty much conning people.
3: Definitely conning to, people for sure to get your
2: music out there. Absolutely. That's. I mean, I respect the grind. I respect. I respect <laughs> the hustle. Um, how are you keeping yourself alive? Like, were you working?
3: Like, no. Well, I graduated NYU. A year early, technically. Uh. So my parents gave me like a year, kind of like
2: tuition, kind of thing. Basically, yeah. okay, that's nice. So that's
3: I and uh, and I ra- it ran out. So after, at the end of that year, <clears throat> I was um, I was so mad, man. Like I sent maybe like an application to Starbucks like five different times, <laughs> and they would never call my ass, bro. Like they <laughs> kept like curving me, and I think they finally said, "Okay, cool, you can come in." Uh-huh. But um, that was right. As I was finally starting to see some returns from, it was Spotify at the time. Like, there was this girl, Kate, that this was like a, when Spotify was first
0: you know, coming to America. Started. Yeah.
3: And it was like mostly a European thing and it yeah. was actually starting to find footing. They had all the curators of every playlist. Right. Like, they had their email addresses up there. Oh, they yeah. Did. You could find them. Yeah. Because that was they when they it. had the social thing you could kind of like look people up and send them like DMs basically on Spotify okay so I just got basically a list of all the playlists that I liked uh-huh. as a music listener I looked at everybody who was curating those playlists and I just like straight up sent them an email so wow, it's like um you know Kate like to this day like every time I see her like it's, it's such a special thing cause yeah. she basically put me on you know like she would add my stuff to certain playlists and that generated like real money like, yeah. I was skeptical too because I was like looking at Am the account. I, and I was like, "Can I? Can I? Can I use this?" Or even after I got, I wasn't expecting it to be actually a livable uh-huh. amount, you know, because right. I wasn't signed to a label or anything. Right, right. So, um, shout out to shout out to Spotify for that. Yeah,
2: like, absolutely. Um,
3: they're writing those checks.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Spotify. <laughs> um, so, yeah. "Weight and Gold" that pops off in 2015, right?
3: Yeah, just about. Yeah, was that? A, that was that. Was that an independent release? It was, yeah, technically. I was I was I linked up with my homie who had a record label mm-hmm. at that time. Right. And um it was technically like released underneath that. Uh-huh. And we were kind of just you know, just hustling. We Worked were going through like the blog kind of yeah. atmosphere. Um, my homeboy Wade Davis uh, got the idea to yeah, you know Wade. How's Wade? He's chilling, man. Yeah. He's doing great. He's he's yeah. I me he and I like we go bowling like every other week. Okay. You know, cool. when I'm in the States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh yeah. That's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, brother. we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was um I think it was his idea and my homie Dan, like to yeah, you know Dan. To uh kind of have like a remix type of thing yeah. with the track. So, you know, SoundCloud was you know at peak culture back mm-hmm. then, too, so we got all these remixers that we really liked, um some of whom had their own music on the side too, and somehow we were able to like see the track out and just kind of suss out who was kind of interested in doing a remix of it. We had' like you know i want i want to say a hundred remixes. I don't want to wow. exaggerate, but wow, um, we did we were trying to get like a remix package together of like I don't know. I, I guess we put like seven on there or something or six, um, but because we were just choosing the ones that we liked, and all these people were still making remixes, we still had outside of the the package that we put out like all these remixes that just popped up on so SoundCloud. like
2: completely viral.
3: In a way, yeah. It, like ate it was the like internet. yeah, it was yeah. It was like it was it was a combination. It was weird because it it at least it it like seemed like it was just popping up out of nowhere, out of just this one idea.
2: That's amazing. I mean, I remember when that song came out, everybody was buzzing. For and real. Even in Korea, everybody's like, Have you heard of this weight in gold? And they're like, Gallant, gallant, gall- <laughs> I was like Everybody was talking about it and then it just started playing in Korea everywhere as well.
3: Well that was that was really tight. That was trippy for me to see. Like the way that it got picked up and embraced. Mm. Like in Korea mm-hmm. it, was, it was amazing Like that was one of the first Cause it was like it's, Next thing I know It was just like You know It, it was like Dance video after dance video mm. Or like you know This popular artist After this popular artist um, But that was It was such an amazing uh, You know experience To just see that happen <laughs> Out of nowhere
2: I mean great song And then Then you had a great album Thank uh, you man which got nominated for a Grammy, which is insane. You're buttering me up too much. <laughs> no, but like, can you like? Okay, think about this. You were getting rejected from Starbucks. Couldn't get a job at Starbucks. Had rat feces in your McFlurry. Yeah, right. And that then, was a, that was a tough one. No, and then yeah. you're nominated for a Grammy. You know, we skipped a little bit of the part in the middle, but that's pretty much in my head what happened.
3: Even that, like, I, everything in the middle didn't exist. Like, I've never. That was the first award I've ever
2: that's been insane nominated
3: for it. and i was i was you know it took me by surprise for sure um and i definitely wasn't expecting that and i was in such a terrible place at that time too really why i feel like you know wingo was cool the album was cool
0: mm.
3: um but then i just got into the cycle of doing these tours yeah and i was playing live like constantly you know yeah, so i, I never had like, a,
2: so many shows
3: it was crazy yeah and i feel like it was cool to get that practice, you know, because yeah. I really didn't have that those live chops at all, really. Mm-hmm. And so to just kind of have that familiarity with the same band, too, for so long yeah. was really, like, necessary. But it got to the point where, like, I felt like creatively I was so stifled, you know. Yeah. I felt like I had so much to say that I just didn't really get a chance to say. I felt like I wanted to be in the studio, like, making more things. Mm-hmm. And then with some of the matchups, it felt kind of like this weird talent show Mentality instead okay. of like you know like I feel like I really wanted people to like listen to uh you know like the the words and connect with those uh-huh. or like the the style and everything, and I feel like that's what helped kind of bring me to a good place in the first place, you right. know but um there's nothing there's nothing more discouraging when it's like not always <laughs> connecting like that, yeah you yeah, know yeah. so I think I was on one, one of those types of runs where yeah. it wasn't really connecting with the audience, but yeah. I still was doing all those shows. Right, And then that's when I got the call about the the Grammy thing. So it really, like, especially for my band, too, because they, you know, played on some of the, the album yeah. at that time. So for all of us, it was like a big kind of, you know, uh, morality boost. You know, okay. it was a uh, well, morale right. boost. But
2: um, what, Like, when you have a debut album that gets nominated for a Grammy, what in your head does that mess you up at all? Like, I feel like if it was me, I'd be like, "Holy crap! Like, what am I gonna do next?" <laughs> I'm sorry, I just gotta put it out there. Like, what does that nah, make man. you feel like? Like,
3: it just—it honestly, it just made me feel like I could have the freedom to kind of do whatever I wanted, uh-huh. you know, for a little bit longer. But it's more
2: empowering. I was empowered sense. by it. Oh, that's amazing for
3: me because I—I'm I, so used to being to hearing just like you're not good enough. Uh, your music is trash. Or, like, you know, I, I'd rather listen to XYZ artists. You know, I was so used to that. Uh-huh. That to have, like, you know, it's not even about winning. It's just to have, like, the recognition that I exist. Right. From, like, you know, that kind of organization. It's like like an really
2: industry helped. nod to you. Yeah, okay, sure. it
3: really helped a lot. Um, if I had won, like, I would have felt pressure for sure. So I was crossing my fingers that that didn't happen. But I also knew it wasn't going to happen, <laughs> which is great. So. Okay i i'm like happy that i like i'm in a space now where i can just kind of keep making the stuff that speaks to me and yeah you know if something down the road uh brings me back then that would be tight but. that's
2: awesome um let's you know so i guess you know after that album uh you took a little bit of a break i feel like or you've been a little yeah not as visible as of late definitely yeah that's been more of like a has it been, that's been a conscious decision on your part
3: to kind of... It was rough, man. I think, honestly, what I just, like, was saying with the touring, Yeah. that was what really messed me up okay. more than anything else. You yeah. know, it was like, because you know how it is. It's like you, you want to be constantly making stuff. You want right. to be, like, on to the next right. project. There's nothing worse than, like, running your horse into the ground right. and then you're like, 10 feet under then 12 feet under then 13 feet under and it takes so much work to dig back up to the right. surface you know it's like um the the hiatus I guess was like just me trying to write the album that made me feel the same way Ology, uh-huh. when I was writing it made me feel uh-huh. you know and that just took a long time to right. like get back into cause there was like uh a thing of like phoning it in a little bit mm-hmm. where it just sounded too similar Right. But it didn't really connect. Then there's that thing where you're, you know, you're peeking your head back up uh, above ground after the climate has changed a little bit. Right. Well, really, a lot. It's crazy how much it's changed since Over the twenty few years. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy actually. Um, but you have to like, at least for me, like I had to go back to being a music listener and like go back to being a, like a kid in a way mm. who likes music and right. wants to make something that makes you feel a certain way. And if it speaks to somebody else, cool. And if it doesn't, cool. Like mm. to get back to that mentality, that took a lot of time, you know? Yeah. And like trial and error. And it was definitely painful.
2: I can see that. Um, yeah. I guess for me, like, I... <laughs> <laughs> I guess for yeah. me, like, when it comes to touring, like, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from, where it's... Cause I feel like you were doing these tours where it was that one album, but you did like two runs of it almost. Yeah, like because you like, opened for
3: John Legend. Yeah, I opened for John Legend for for a run. I did um, I did tour with Zoo. Right, uh, you did a tour with Zoo. I did a um, I did like a bunch of like spot kind of dates with different yeah. artists, like from different uh, genres. I toured with Sufjan Stevens. That was my first tour. Then I did two legs of a headline tour. Yeah, that's a, a European lot. tour. You,
2: that's gonna. Just that is digging yourself a big grave. Yeah, I man. Mean,
3: Especially for like you know, for one one <laughs> song, it was a lot. <laughs> not, like probably not. You, the, did you the ever best, get sick uh, of
2: that? singing that
3: song? Uh, wait and gold. No, actually, no. There I, are definitely some songs, uh, but like I feel like every time I sing that one, like it's a different. Uh, it means something different. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'll sing it and I'll be like, man, I wish I haven't had another song.
2: Okay,
3: that was. Not this one. That had the same energy. Right. And I'm sure that will come down okay. the road. Yeah, okay. but you know.
2: Um, let's talk about that song briefly. Uh, just very in like 20 words.
3: 20 words, okay.
2: How that gotcha. song came about and what it's inspired by.
3: Choose wisely, Sir <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm like going through the, the dictionary in my head. I'm like, okay. Um... I mean, I think when I was writing it, it was like, let me combine the kind of more like esoteric stuff I want to do with something that makes me feel good instead of like, that was the sentence. That was the the, the, the collection of words right there. But I feel like You know, everything was kind of like a mood board for how I was feeling at the time. You know, whether it was like that, most of the album, because that was one of the last songs I added to the album. Mm -hmm. And then, um, in a way, because it was like a collection of songs. Then it was that song. And the album was like not finished, but it was just kind of floating around. And then I finally like tied it up. So that was maybe like the fourth song towards the end of the album being complete. Um... But everything was such a mood board, you know, and that was one of them where it was like, it makes you feel kind of good, it makes you, like, it has the intensity and it's like Mm -hmm. done on purpose. Like, my homie Stint, who produced it, um, you know, everything else we had been doing was like, really experimental. We were just kind of like, spitballing, like, you know, we put on Cowboy Bebop and then like, just see what happens, you know, and for this one, we were like, sitting down, we were like, all right, let's, um," I think originally, like, I had the lyrics of like, oh, I'm, it was like a breakup song or something, but I was like, "Oh, I'm keeping these sheets of gold, and your hair is like the, you know, just some like, yeah. weird kind of portraity thing." Yeah. And then we sat down. And we were like, "Okay, let's kind of like see if we can evoke,
2: mold it a little
3: bit, yeah, you know, and like change it." And I used to hate that because, you know, I'm I was I'm like a kid of that blog era, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, the establishment. I don't want the mainstream. Yeah, exactly. But we were able to kind of combine those two things, and Mm. it definitely changed the way that I felt about mainstream music, for sure, Um, in a very positive way. So it definitely, I think, completely shifted my, my perspective. Sweet. Yeah.
2: So let's talk briefly about this new album that's coming out. Yeah. Second studio album, Sweet Insomnia, October 25th. October, that's coming up too. It's very soon.
3: It's in like three three weeks.
2: very soon. Basically. What's this about? How, you know, tell us about this album.
3: It was a, it's crazy that it's done. First of all, it took me like three tries to get to it. Uh But I call it Sweet Insomnia because everything on there is bittersweet. It's Uh like... Nothing's a hundred percent positive. Nothing's a hundred percent disturbing and negative yeah. and cynical. You know, um, and honestly, when I first seriously started putting together the body of work from mm-hmm. like you know starting in November, I uh, I don't know what it was, but I would you know do a session from like one to six or seven. Yeah, I come home and then still like work on the vocals and make everything the same kind of warm kind of off the cuff thing that I wanted to sound like until maybe like 4am then I had this little video game room in my house go there play some Persona 5 until like (laughs) 7 or 8am and then I'd like fall asleep from like 8 to noon and I just got locked in that cycle and um, it was really bad it was weird it was horrible I couldn't it like messed up my cycle to the point where it was like when I wanted to go to sleep like I actually couldn't you know but it was cool because I started, like, being like, okay, you know, when it was time to buckle down the, the sonics and get everything yeah. right, it was like, let's make these kicks a little bit off time and a little bit lazier. Mm-hmm. Let's make these synths, like, a little bendy, a little bit detuned. Some things just seem a little, like, hypnotizing and, like, mm. hazy and weird. It's like you're just walking down a hallway and you haven't slept in, like, months, you know. Just blurry. Yeah. clear, foggy. So I like was like, clear. let me just combine those two. Sensibilities that embody what the album is, and just mm-hmm. sweet insomnia was the perfect title for it.
2: Cool. Uh, what's like the lead title off single off of it?
3: The lead one was uh, technically sharpest edges. Okay. Which was uh it's like a, kind of like a Prince type of thing that I'd always wanted to write. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it sets the tone sonically for the whole album. Everything mm-hmm. is very like warm. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to not do s- anything that's that ambient like i wanted it to right. be like very like dry um very almost like not bright like just very like like a wooden box mm-hmm. you know um then i put out the song called crimes this song called uh sleep on it yeah which it's is been like,
2: like one after another yeah
3: and... yeah i think i'm up to number like four yeah yeah so i think i have one more that i'm gonna do okay but I'll probably just put that out the same day as the album. Okay. So,
2: so How many how many songs can we expect on this album?
3: It's uh, 13 total.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um. But
3: it's cheating, though, because it's like you got the intro track. Okay. And then a couple of them are, like, a little shorter. Yeah. But one of my favorite songs that I've ever done is, like, 47 seconds on the album.
2: Isn't that okay? How do you feel about this? So my thing right now is when I look at songs and, like, the length of songs, yeah. they get increasingly just, like, shorter and shorter and shorter yeah and I think I'm completely okay with that, yeah, but people are like, This is too short. I'm like, it's two minutes, thirty seconds. like my attention span is like one thirty. so <laughs> I gave you a lot. I gave you a minute more exactly, but man. I mean what are your songs like time wise? Are they kind of all over the place? Have they been trending a certain way?
3: I think so. I mean, it depends on what you what the song wants to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wrote this song called Gentleman which is like you know it's like a good old like sex song, you uh-huh. know, so I'm like, all right that's got to be at least five minutes. Like, <laughs> at, at least. least at you know? least five minutes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's going to be good. Like, right, right, know. right. Um, but then, um, you know, like the 47-second song, which called Forever 21 on the album, like all it needs to do is, it's like inspired by like those YouTube channels, of, like uh, 24-7 chill uh,
2: to yeah, yeah, relax, yeah, yeah. study
3: to with the raccoon dude. Yeah, Like... Um, really like a lot of stuff on the albums like that but with because i feel like it's always those types of instrumentals but then it's like a hip-hop verse Mm. which is great but i don't really hear too much with like layered like r&b vocals Mm. you know so i wanted to try and figure that out but it's the same thing over and over so if you want to put it on loop you can right and all it needs to do is just establish the the message you know and you can easily just go back and listen to it again so I think it just depends. Each song is like its own little human being. It needs to do whatever it needs to do to make mm. it the best that it can be.
2: Okay. You know? Um so one I guess about I just had a brain fart. So cool. We'll look forward to that <laughs> album. You guys be sure to check it out, Sweet Insomnia. Um I know a lot of people listening are going to be very curious about Caveman as well. Mm. Um so let's just talk about That's it very right. briefly. Uh so we put this song together
3: 2017. 2017. Yeah, like summer 2017. Yeah. Right. It was after the. No, wait. It was Mama after was Mama.
2: 2016. And then it came out 2017 January. That's what happened. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. So we probably worked wow. on it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been was like a long time. Three ago. Years. Wow. That's crazy. So man. I think the first time we met,
3: <laughs>
2: it was in Hong Kong.
3: Yeah, that's right. Right. So we had, had worked on it over before, the internet. Yeah.
2: And then uh, that's we, crazy. Yeah, I remember we were you were on tour, writing yeah. the song, right. And then, Blow put his verse on it, yeah. and then he was like, "Okay, like put your thing on it." And I listened to it. I was like, "How how the hell am I supposed to follow up on this?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, uh, "So I feel like an idiot because you guys are using difficult words," and. <laughs> And like both of you guys are poetic geniuses, um, I so I was that. I was very uh, honored to be a part of that that track. Um, Bro,
3: yeah, I mean, from but, my side, I definitely don't know about that, but <laughs> but I mean, I was because I felt the same pressure because Tablo sent me his verse
2: because
3: uh-huh. my it was because I just put melodies on it
2: because uh,
3: okay. lo made the beat, and then Tablo Tablo basically caused the pressure for both of us. Then. <laughs> Like, because I was like, all right, what am I going to, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I think maybe I had, like, the, yeah, I didn't have any lyrics. It was just all, like, So it melodies. was tabo
2: just, like, just pulling it out and be like, boom. Yeah. Beat this. Exactly. And then that guy just, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're listening, it's not fair, really, what you do. but But, you know, I was, I think people loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I so you know, people listen to it a lot. Um, and I guess like the first time we met, it was in Hong Kong. You were doing mama, I was there for mama, and uh we shot the music video the day before the show. Was it the day I think it was the day before the show we yeah, shot it was the music day video.
3: No, there's no way because we were we were out like all night. We're, that had to be after mama.
2: No, I think it was before.
3: That's crazy. Yeah, you're right. It, it was so before, before
2: like So where we sleep
3: at like eleven A. M. and then like wake up and, and when did mama? That's crazy.
2: And uh I think the other thing was very memorable. I think it was was it Wade?
3: Wade was there. Yeah, Wade was Wade there.
2: Wade got really drunk. Oh yeah, Wade <laughs> was, was wild, dude.
3: He was like wasted in the streets of Hong Kong <laughs> throwing beer He was kids. having a great time, bro. Yeah, he was Um
0: but, That was crazy. I've
3: never been that tired in my life to this day. Really? Like when we're in the back of that, like it was like a like the like a little the sprinter. Thing, yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, you, you were Because we still had to do like two bad. more scenes. Yeah,
2: but uh, yeah, no. you're a pro.
3: I was just I was like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> good memories, dude. Good memories. Yeah, that was fun. That was um, really so fun. yeah, if you guys don't know, there's a song called "Cave Me" and myself, Gallant, and Tablo. So guys, check it out. We're gonna go ahead and talk about a few things a little lighter. I feel like we talked about music in depth. So yeah. we're gonna take it yep. back up to the surface just a little bit. Um, I have some great facts here from our producer, and uh, it says that you really love oh, laser tag. Uh,
3: yeah, where'd you get that from? She, I don't even she's think I,
2: really good at just finding deep, dirty secrets. That's crazy.
3: I probably told like sh- two people that at in private. Shadowland. Yeah, <laughs> Shadowland is the place. That's How good crazy is
2: your are your laser skill? Laser tag
3: skills. I'm terrible. I'm really bad, <laughs> but I have a great time. Okay, and it's just like it's one. <laughs> it's one of those things. Like I like like uh, like bowling is like my escape. Oh I, yeah, yeah. Like that's. I will say I'm good at bowling. How? What? What do you? I brought my ball and my and my shoes. Are here, you serious? Actually. Absolutely, hundred percent. Are you gonna go? I was thinking about it. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna have time. Oh man. But I brought it just in case. But as I'm this like, this guy travels tour, like,
2: with his bowling
3: ball. What? <laughs> I can't. That's how. How? What do you play with?
2: What? Like weight? Do you play? with? I
3: do. People give me a lot of shit about it, but I play with a ten-pound ball.
2: Why is it? Why is that something to give shit about? Because
3: they're like, all right, it's like twelve. You get like a certain amount of performance because they have a the little mechanism yeah, inside, yeah. and then fourteen is like when you really get like the, pro, the precision. Pro, yeah. yeah. But I just want to like master because i played with house balls from like you know for like years when i was bowling like just the the bowling balls they had at the place and i was like all right let me get my own ball but i don't want to cheat like i don't want to get like the the heat seeking ball yet you know so the 10 pound ball gives me the you know i can work on my technique work on my aim you know work on like sharp shooting and then once I get that down 100%, then I'll... What's like, your you score? Know. Your average? It's not crazy. It's like 145-ish. That's pretty good. But it's like the consistency is is good. It's chilling. Like,
2: I'm consistently at like 90, and then I'll get like a 140, and then I'll ba- be back at like 70. Like game after game. Okay. It's really... That's, I mean, you know... It's very bipolar. <laughs> my, so my scores are very bipolar. Um, and I play with like an 8-pound ball. So... I just don't even. Know. I mean,
3: I, I, yeah, I'm like, I can't even laugh at that because I was just talking about how people laugh at me. So I mean, you know. for
2: me, it's like I'm not gonna risk throwing my back out <laughs> or dislocating my arm and shoulder. I feel you. Um, all right, I did not know you were such a bowling yeah. enthusiast. If you guys ever see Gallant at a bowling alley,
3: you will too. I'm there. Do by not myself. disturb.
2: He's very focused. Very often, yeah. Very focused.
3: It's, it's. But circling back to laser tag, yeah, I feel like. Things that I used to do when I was a kid, yeah, but didn't get a chance to do between being a kid and an adult, yeah. are the most, it like brings you back to earth in mm. a way, you know? It's like going to Six Flags and then you're about to ride the roller coaster and you're like, wait a second, I can drink? And then <sighs> go on a roller coaster? It's like, okay, like... That's great. Yeah. It's like you can actually like have fun upgrades in life. life. Right? exactly. The little upgrades. It's like going to Disney World.
2: And you think about it like that sounds horrible. <laughs> but then they're like, but did you know that there's a secret bar and like club yeah, or whatever? Have you heard about actually. this? Yeah. I'm like I oh. think
3: it's not. No, I think you can you can get alcohol in, in Harry Potter World now, I think. Right? Oh. Oh no, that's not. Is that at Disney World? Wait, Harry Potter's universal. No, that's at universal, yeah. yeah. But There's some other place.
2: I don't know. Disney World still sounds bad to me right now.
3: <laughs>
2: Just hey, way. I just the idea of lines,
3: yeah. The like lines that, are brutal. Yeah,
2: that and then being like I went to Magic Mountain or something. Yeah, well that's
3: Six Flags. Right? Yeah, I went there. Yeah,
2: uh, like a year or two ago. Yeah, and it was cool, but I w- I rode like four rides for like ten hours. Like this is oh yeah, this is
3: really you didn't good. get the pass. Know.
2: No, because I was just like didn't look like there were a lot of people there, but then gotcha. they closed yeah, half the rides, so like you could only get on certain ones. And then I was, like, mad. I was, like, I'm not going to pay more to ride only half the rides. Yeah. And, like, I was just, I was, like, we're, okay, we're done. Why did do they
3: close the rides? I think they're just being stingy. Yeah, that doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> That's what I think. But, That's you know, crazy. whatever. Um, I I see here you also like Casper the Friendly Ghost.
3: That's an interesting one.
2: Or, no, you like a good throwback movie. Like I do. Casper or Flubber. that
3: That one's actually scary. Because there was a commercial that uh-huh. just started airing with Casper the Friendly Ghost Wait, what? And I've been watching it and I've been like, maybe I should watch Casper But I actually didn't verbally communicate that to anybody That was a very private thought
2: Oh, it's scary that we know that, that, that I had, yeah Wait, where, are you, where are you getting
3: this information from? Are you
2: reading cards or something? <laughs> what, are you like reading minds? You X-Men? That's
3: actually crazy
2: Because
3: <laughs> I was thinking that to myself but That's um. That's crazy, but Flubber for sure, yeah.
2: Flubber was quite quite the hit.
3: Flubber was... Oh, was Robin Williams in Flubber?
2: Yeah. He was a scientist guy.
3: Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) But that is another one I've been trying to... Because every time I'm like, all right, should I watch Flubber or X throwback movie? And I always end up choosing X. But I've been meaning to watch Flubber. i might. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, for sure. Because it's like that weird and Beetlejuice, like but that. I remember kind of stuff. Honey
2: I Shrunk that gave me a lot of anxiety. I loved that movie. Yeah. But I think as a kid, I got anxiety. It's like, what if I got shrunk?
3: That and would those, suck. Yeah. Those ants. Yeah. And those, you couldn't mm. figure out how to get yourself back normal. Yeah. That would actually. That would. That will be very unfortunate.
2: Because as a kid, I'm clearly not very smart. I was like, this could happen to me. <laughs> and I was just like, this Well, yeah, could- it's in a movie. Like, yeah. How, how you it must be real life. life. Exactly. Duh. <laughs> um, oh, man. What was your first car?
3: Oh, man. That's a sad one. My first one was a Honda CRV. Nice. But um, it's sad because I love that car. Uh-huh. And I feel like I, it could have lasted me for the rest of my life. What happened? Um, but I got rear-ended. Oh, and then it was like sandwiched between these oh. two cars in the left lane, which was crazy actually. That I like,
2: you, were, you weren't hurt,
3: no, either. but that's why it was such a great car, right? Like, I had no scratch on me at all. I like stumbled out of the car and then I looked behind me, and it was actually crazy because the dude who hit me was like in shock, and it was actually a, a nightmare uh scenario. But um, yeah, I mean, that that car I feel like was. One of my favorite things of all time.
2: Well, my first car was a black town and country minivan. And I was just That's what's
3: up, super cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was the loudest car ever. Eddie refused to to be seen in that car with me, so he would get out early at school. Oh, man. And he would, like, sprint away from the car as I, as I had to go park it. Um, <laughs> I had that Soccer Mom car. It was all good. I yeah, that's a great it. car. I appreciate it. It's the reliability. It is. Know? It's reliability. It's flexible. You could put a lot of stuff in it. Exactly. You can go camping. Not that I ever did.
3: Yeah. Spacious, um, yeah.
2: Very spacious. Um, do you remember the first song you ever wrote?
3: Oh, man. You got to answer that one first. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's deep. Oh, man. Oh, bro. Oh,
2: uh, <laughs> I can't answer that one. It's so embarrassing.
3: Oh, man. It's
2: really embarrassing.
3: Yeah, mine is, yeah, mine is bad, man.
2: What was the title?
3: Oh, bro. It was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> it was called, like, You Know. But it was the letter U and uh, N-O.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah,
3: it was it was
2: rough, bro. What was it about?
3: It was like... The lyric, oh man, it was bad, bro. It was basically about like it was like fighting over a girl and like uh, trying to like be the one to get her, and but it was written from the perspective of like a like a twelve year old. So the lyrics were really bad, man. It was tough, bro.
2: Oh man, how old well, were you? When you it's wrote been this? a great interview. <laughs> <laughs> Don't out of here, bro! You can't leave us. You can't leave us. Oh, oh man. man,
3: no, that was yeah, that was tough. I feel like are you got to give at least the title now, oh, man. at least the title.
2: Oh man, I'm gonna have an anxiety attack. <laughs> oh man, I don't. Okay, I think I don't remember the first song exactly. What first song it was? One of them was like "When We Were Young," and this is also That's written. Not bad. It was from written from the perspective of like a 15 year old dude going through puberty.
3: Right. Yeah, and like
2: being like, I wish I was young again. Dude, you are young. That's what the actually, hell are you talking about? That's really funny. Like,
3: So it was like an emo type of... It was,
2: yeah. And I was just, oh, man. Uh, I still remember, like, just sitting there and be like, oh, my God,
3: this is, like, great. And now I'm just like, holy hell. How, like, <laughs> what were you on, kid? Um. <laughs> it's scary how that happens, too. Because I feel like even when you're an adult, you're still, like, you look back five years and you're like, oh, yeah, oh man. Absolutely. That There's sucks. certain
2: songs where I, I listen, i was like, why did I sing it like that? Like, why do I sound ridiculous? Um,
3: I know what you mean, actually. I I do that exact same thing.
2: Um, All right, so we have a little segment right here. It's called Gallant or Not.
3: Oh, wow, okay, yeah.
2: So, gallant, gallant, sorry. Oh, yeah, gallant gallant or not. not.
3: Right, the proper English terminology. Right.
2: So, the adjective gallant means brave and heroic. Yeah. So, we're going to give you some scenarios. And you tell us... Where you'd be gallant or a little bit scared. Cool. Okay. Be very honest. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got you. First off, plane turbulence.
3: Gallant. Okay, you could Gallant. Yeah, I'm good with turbulence. It's the takeoff and the landing that freaks me out from time to time. Okay. Yeah. Because, well, statistically everything is cool. Uh You're in a plane, you're safe, right? Yeah. But if something were to happen, it would be takeoff or landing, Uh most likely. so those are the two things where I'm like, are we going to take <laughs> off? And then we do it, and I'm like, all right, cool. And okay. then I'm like, are we going to land? And then we do it, and I'm like, chilling.
2: Okay. But and the you,
3: turbulence, I'm chill. with.
2: Sometimes I wish I could sleep through it, but they make you get up. They're like, everybody get up, put your seat back upright, put your seatbelt oh, on. Oh, like, for the landing? Yeah, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I want to
3: just be like lying down and then just, you know.
2: All of a sudden, God.
3: get up. Um, and it's such an unpleasant, when you're upright, you, you like feel yourself going yeah. like downwards.
2: Yeah. It's just come on, seatbelt's holding you in.
3: Exactly. It's
2: like that one. It's like going up. I don't know if you hear. it, I always hear it. You go up and then as you're halfway like through your full incline, you hear that like, me. I hate that. And I'm I hate like, it. what
3: is coming undone? Exactly.
2: And how is this gonna fall
3: apart? Oh man, there's that and then it's when like I guess the wheels come underneath and uh-huh. then it closes uh-huh. and it's like boom, boom. <laughs> You're like, oh, did it's we just like, get shot? Oh, did the <laughs> Russians just <laughs> the shoot us? <laughs> What's going on? Oh man.
2: Alright, next one. Huge ass spider in your bed. Mm. Gallant or not?
3: Is it a furry spider? Or is yes, it just a, it's we're going to call it furry. If it's furry, then not. Not? Yeah. If it's just like if it's, like, a thin, you know, normal-looking spider, uh-huh. then chill. But, yeah, nah. Nah. I'd have to at least put it outside or Do
2: something. Do you have, like, a, an animal or a bug that you absolutely cannot stand?
3: I don't like snakes, man.
2: okay. Like,
3: I feel like—like, like I like the ones that, that are are big like and it's obvious. Yeah, like, the ones that you just—that people will carry around and that Britney you pet. Spears. The <laughs> two thousand. Yeah, exactly. The one that Br- that Britney Spears wears to a war shows, yeah. like that's cool. Yeah. Cause it's like whatever. But if there's like a little snake just like uh-huh. running around freely, I yeah, I just I don't do that. <laughs> because you never know. You,
2: you know? never know. So. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with I can't do rats.
3: Interesting. Like, okay. Rats I, I physically
2: that. make me want to vomit.
3: Is it the fact that you might like step on it accidentally? Or is it just the <laughs> The existence of
2: it. I've had really traumatizing events in my life that involve rats. And so... Really, what happened?
3: Well... Not to put you on the spot. A lot
2: of things happened. Of them, one of them is... Let's see. uh, I was once living in a rural community in Panama Mm. for two months. And, like, I started finding, like, something... Someone kept going through my luggage and like eating like these snacks that I brought from the States. Oh, wow. Come to find it's a rat. And like one time I opened my suitcase and it like jumps at me from the suitcase and I like freaked out. And I was like, oh God, that's a rat. And then got over it. One night in the middle of the night, I wake up. I don't know why. Turn my flashlight on because we don't have electricity. Mm. And I have a mosquito net that I'm sleeping under. Turn it on. Look up. And the rat is inside my net. Jumping that's
3: crazy. The inside same one? the net Yes That's wild
2: And then it jumps onto my foot And starts like ju- running around my bed And uh I just hate it <laughs> I just <laughs> hate it,
3: it. And I, when you say it kept eating your snack Do you mean like you Like you would be like Oh that's weird It seems like something ate my snacks But then you'd keep digging You'd keep eating the snacks
2: Well it was like You know those individual packed granola out? bars Yeah Like I'd go into it And then it'd just be gone And, like, just crumbs everywhere.
3: Oh, crazy.
2: Um, So, I don't know what exactly was happening. And then I put it together. I was like, oh, there's definitely rats. But then I grew up, like, in my house when I was young. My aunt, visiting from Korea, had nothing to do. She's like, let's go collect pine cones. And I was, like, four. She's like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So, we collect a bunch of pine cones. She puts it under our house, which then get termites, which eat through our floorboards. And then we had rats in our house. Oh wow! And so we had, you like know, that's those... how
3: you discovered it by looking underneath the floorboard. Well, yeah, they were coming so... up under like the sinks. Oh, got you. Okay, so that's
2: then, crazy. you know, those big ass rat traps, like the yeah. size of your arm. Oh no, they're like really big rat traps. They're like this big, like the
3: the trad like Boom! The clamp ones. Yeah, they're like yeah. this big. Oh, crazy.
2: So like we had to put those out in our house, and we would catch these big football sized rats,
3: Wow. and
2: they were so big that we, I would like be watching TV, and you hear a smack. And you're like, oh, caught one. And then you hear, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And it's jumping around. Oh, that's... Because it's so big that they can still move. And it's just bleeding everywhere. and Like, I would have to go and throw brutalized. those out. <laughs> so, I have a horrible, yeah, that's... horrible phobia of rats. I should not that's have shared this, because some fan is going to show up to a show and hand me a rat doll.
3: Oh man. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't you dare <laughs> do it. They wouldn't do that to you, bro. Don't bro. you dare do it. All right, sorry. I'm sure that's I mean, after that story. Ooh. All right. I'm sorry you had to go through that.
2: You know what? Life that's happens. Crazy. You know, people have worse scenarios. <laughs> gallant or not, uh someone suddenly knocking on the bathroom while you're on the toilet.
3: How suddenly? And how loud of a knock? How it's like they they need to go, but you're you you got to go too. Like Yeah, then gallant. You're, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, as a restroom. Yeah. Like, a, you know, I'm taking my time. Okay. And then when it's your turn, it'll be your turn.
2: I mean, what if he just has to go like right there
3: on the floor? You're like... <laughs> <laughs> if I, if I'm in the, if I'm in the, I'm very considerate, I feel like okay. with restroom time, you know, All right. like All I'm right. not going on the plane. All right. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm timing it out. Okay. I'm not just in there like chilling. So, All
2: right.
3: you know. I'll okay. take my time. Um <clears throat> Why, where do you where do you stand on that?
2: I'm okay with I like try to get out as soon as I can. My biggest fear is when I go in and I need to take a big one and there's no toilet paper. Oh yeah. That is when I'm like in full panic mode.
3: It's true. And it's hard to always check beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know? That's tough. That's happened and so, and, quite a lot.
2: Yeah. And then some yeah. of these places where you gotta go when you're on the road,
3: yeah. That's true. It's
2: kind to you're you're stuck in a it's tough, hard place. But uh, all right, um, we're gonna start wrapping it. No, we shouldn't wrap it on a toilet thing. <laughs> we should wrap it on something a little bit better. Okay, and then yeah. we'll wrap it.
3: Was well, it been an hour already? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Anything you want to talk about, or you want to mention, or
3: damn, oh yeah. Um, let me think. We talked about the album. Talked about. Yeah, I think we. I'm I'm chilling. All right. Great. If you want to throw it, go somewhere crazy. Feel free.
2: Um. All I'm right. Let's. Okay. Well. Let's let's move off of the 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 potty toilet talk real quick. <laughs> Since you're in Korea, and I follow your socials, obviously, um, you've been meeting up with a bunch of other K-pop people. Oh yeah, right. You, I, I see you gotten pretty close to Monster X. Yeah, um, yeah, the homies. How like how did that come about? Who else have you been getting close to? Like,
3: well, I feel like uh, this trip I haven't been able to meet up with everybody yet. Yeah. Um, so that's why I need to come back. But, uh, with Monster X, it was it was a lot of things actually. It was um, Daniel Chong who created uh, We Bear Bears. They did like a, a guest episode on that right um right. and I had done one before so me and Daniel were really good friends uh-huh. um you know I uh my homeboy um who I guess worked with them on the management side okay um, gave me the opportunity to do like a documentary with them okay, which cool. I did like you know not too long ago um, we did like a little performance piece um, and then uh you know homie Dean for example like we've been trying to Link up and do something for the longest time, Mm. you know. So, I don't know, man. It's it's weird. Like you know how it is. It's like you just cross paths in some kind of way, and then you just try to see what you can do. But yeah, and soul so friendly too. It's like it's easy to just kind of, at least from like the with the artistic community out here, it's just easy to link up and make things happen. I remember at Mama, you were
2: loving this particular girl group.
3: Yeah. Good old G friend, yeah. G friend,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I remember you were you were like,
1: I need. To and they make
3: keep it. rolling rolling those uh, those albums out too. They yeah, do, it's crazy, yeah. they do.
1: Uh-huh. I
3: really feel like it. Yeah, I because when I first discovered like non Western pop music yeah. when I was a kid, yeah, like it was that. I don't know what it is, but they have that same kind of like playful.
2: Uh-huh
3: like approach to it you know mm-hmm. and so i just feel like that's always gonna have a special place in my soul all right you know?
2: there you go um well G <laughs> <laughs> friend <laughs> i told you then we're telling oh, you now man. <laughs> he loves y'all <laughs> <laughs> all right um yeah, so let's let's wrap it up i know you have a lot more going on so we got to let you go but thank you so much for making time of course, Enjoying man, us anytime. We got to do it again, too. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, Whenever. I'm sad that the time is up already. I know. It's crazy.
2: We got to let you go. Um, But any, if you want to say anything else to the people listening, where can they find you? What can they look forward to?
3: Oh, man. You can find me on, on the internet. It's at uh, SoGalant. Is my um, tag. Socials. Or my, yeah, whatever you call it. Yeah. And um, I hope I hope everybody likes the new album. It's out October 25th called Sweet Insomnia. And, uh, man, I need to, I need to take some cues from you and just try and get, get a bunch of other things going on. You're doing well, I man. feel like i am been focused on this album for so long, I need to mix it up a little bit.
2: You you're, you're, gonna, you're doing great,
3: dude. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> worried about man. you
2: at all. All right, uh, well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this show, and thank you, Galant, for joining us on today's episode. Um, please be sure to keep up with our social accounts and, uh, Let us know who else you want on the show. Follow us on at The Dive Studios on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube at youtube.com slash Dive Studios. Now, as we say goodbye, if you don't mind, could you come up with an improvisational goodbye jingle or poetic phrase to send us off?
3: Oh, man. I'm so excited. Next time. I want to see you next time. (laughs) Hey.
2: Woo. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one guys. Bye. Oh,
1: it's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash.